Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. DWI podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am your commissioner and the commissioner of the United States of the Americas. And I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. He's an architect, a scientist indeed. It's him. It is him. It doth be DPP. Yeah, we don't talk about that new nickname you guys are trying to give me. That's cool. <laughs> you should not even have brought it up. I wouldn't even remember it. Yeah. Now I want to say it, but just for you, I won't. AJ's on assignment this week. Uh, hope you're enjoying your assignment, sir. Uh, have a great time, and we'll see you next week. Um, and I'll save that for him to come back and ridicule you with. Yes. Great. Hopefully by next week we forget. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're the one who forget. I forgot already. You fucked up. <laughs> Uh, so no AJ, no trivia this week, but we will bring back an oldie of ours, an old segment of ours that uh, that we haven't played in a while in, in honor of some happenings. But uh, it's going to be hot around here, DP. Uh, it was near 90 yesterday. We're recording on Friday. You'll be listening to this on Saturday. It's going to be 90 plus today, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Uh yeah, the only good thing yeah. about this is my grass will be dead before the middle of June. Woo-woo! Yeah, that's less work. Does that count? <laughs> it just looks like shit. Yeah. I, the back's already burnt out. Like, I cut, everything on, I cut everything Wednesday because I'm like, okay, I even waited a couple days. I go, I am not cutting the grass during this hot stretch, you know? I mean, unless you're, like, trying to lose five pounds in 45 minutes or something like that. I, I did it last year. I raised year. my hand. You know what the... <laughs> I did it last year. I, 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 I dressed really light and I had my hat on and covered up my neck and went out and it was like 90 plus. And the only problem I had, cause I was hydrated. The only problem I had is about 15, 20 minutes in, I couldn't see because the sweat was dripping into my eyes so bad. My eyes were stinging. So that's usually my problem too. Yeah. 
I, I never, I usually never wear a hat when I mow the lawn either or anything. So it's, I get that same problem. I'll, I'll have my sunglasses on or whatever. And just the sweat starts dripping into the sunglasses. And then I pull the sunglasses off to wipe the sunglasses and the drip gets into my eyes. And it's just like, fuck, like that stings, man. That shit stings. Ugh. I, I don't even like want to, like, I didn't, uh, I didn't use the stove yesterday or this morning, you know, I've been like making stuff in the microwave. It's just like, you don't want to heat anything. I'm not yeah. even using the pizza. I wanted to have a pizza last night and I'm like, no, it's not worth no, it. I'm already, I'm it's already hot. You know, I got the air conditioning on, but you still don't want to fire that shit up. You know, yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Although, you know what I got today? Okay. So over the last couple months, I've been getting different promo codes from Uber eats because I had been using Uber eats here and there, you know, maybe once a month, uh, over the last seven, eight months, but I haven't for the last couple months. So first they gave me a five off a of 20 and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. If I feel like it, maybe I'll use it. Then they gave me a 10 off a of 25 and I didn't use that in time. And that one I really wanted to use. Well, lo and behold, I wake up this morning and I want to show you this. Did you get the same one? I did not. I use uh, I usually use DoorDash. I try to use an Uber eats um, one time. And I was turned off by it because they make they make multiple stops, and I was not I don't know I wasn't happy about that. Well, this would turn you back on if you got this this promo. Oh jeez, <laughs> take twenty dollars off your order of twenty five dollars or more. <laughs> I'm sitting there like wake up in the morning like, in bed. Wait, is that right? Up, like, yeah, that's what it's. Look at that's what I was the same thing. Look at. Is that called spam? It's spam. No, it's not. It's from Uber Eats. <laughs> So, I, so you know, I wake up in the morning and I usually roll over and grab my phone before I get out of bed and kind of check my email, maybe some sports scores I haven't seen, whatever, you know, the dirtiest of sheets possibly may come up, check my fantasy baseball. This is all before I get out of bed. So I'm looking at this and I go, holy fuck, wow. I go, I'd be, I'd be stupid not to get $25 worth of food for $5. Like, right. you're, you're saving a lot of money there. Like, I could just That's get huge. a bunch of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a lot of tacos. Yeah, it could be tacos, it could be burgers, it could be breakfast, it could be, I don't know, I don't know, I got to see know, what's going on there. I've you... ordered everything from uh, deep dish pizza to uh, to uh, ramen on Uber Eats. <laughs> you order from the right place, you could get breakfast, lunch, and dinner in that one order, and then you'd be set for the day. I might, it might be or having George hours. Webb all day Sunday. There you go. <laughs> we'll, have, uh, we'll have an omelet and hash browns in the morning. And we'll have cheeseburgers in the afternoon, and in the evening, uh, we'll go with a chicken tender basket or something. I have no idea. There you go. Grilled cheese sandwich. Grilled mm. cheese sandwich. There you go. Yeah, and it would save me from cooking right. in this hot-ass fucking, right? There you go. There you go. So It's beautiful. All right. Well, DP, let's let everybody know what's happening on the 277th edition of the podcast known as DWI. Well, well, we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Oh, but you're lonesome today. Solo and acapella. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll let you get away with that one. <laughs> we're obviously going to get into the WWE cuts and what all this making the bottom line for the company look better is it means down the road here and and what is the potential happening with the wwe uh we might touch on i'll bring i'm going to touch on some of the things that are going on as far as documentaries a and e vice tv broken skull 
I see Chris Hemsworth is going to be playing Hogan in a biopic for Netflix. Uh, so we can touch on all of that. We're going to bring back a segment that's very apropos this week that uh, we haven't used in a long while. I don't even have to tell DP what it is. I mm. think he knows. You will. I will be quizzing you. I already have the answer. And uh, last call. Last call. Let's uh, let's get to DP's thoughts on the NBA playoffs because we haven't had a chance to get him on three-man weave. So, DP, do me a flavor, Flav, and ring the bell. All right, just filling a little time here with my words, considering I'm filling out the rest of my agenda here on the big show sheet, because I didn't really know what the hell we were going to talk about to begin with. So we got a show here. No trivia today, folks. I'm sorry. If you want trivia, though, go back and listen to the Babyface Heel podcast. They did a little trivia at the end of their show this week, so I enjoyed that. Uh, It's always cool to see people, you know, doing different things on different shows. Trivia is always a good time, especially for wrestling fans. Like, a lot of wrestling fans will think back and remember things a lot more than other things just because you're so hyped up and anticipating and things of that nature. So go ahead and check that out. DP... More cuts from WWE are to come still, from what I hear. Oh boy. But let's go with the six big ones from this week, including Tom Phillips making it seven. Tom Phillips, not really a big surprise in my mind. But Santana Garrett, Ruby Riot, um, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Aleister Black, Braun Strowman. Give me your thoughts on each one. Um, well... I would say Santana Garrett, Murphy, not necessarily like <clears throat> ones that you like wouldn't be necessarily surprised about because obviously they're not used as much. Buddy Murphy, after his whole bit with um, Seth Rollins, you know, obviously was gone from regular television from Raw or SmackDown and everything else like that, wasn't really getting utilized. So it, it makes, you know, those make a bit of sense. Alistair Black, no surprise to me because he wanted out from what I understand from, for, for a long time here. Um, you know, his, he never really got going. Like they gave him some, you know, storylines, you know, that he was doing and it was like, it could have been cool, but they never like, they never stretched it out. They never did anything. Yeah. Once, once he left NXT, it was pretty much downhill for all of his, you know, yeah. push at least. And what a surprise, right? What a surprise. This is the way things have been going. Once you, you leave NXT and you fall apart on the main roster or you don't get your opportunities the same way that you got them on NXT. Like, big star in NXT, underutilized on the main roster. It happened with, you know, every almost everybody. Um, Andrade was one of the, you know, another one like that. Andrade was awesome on NXT, but just didn't have Some it. Could say- some could say ricochet to extent right now as well ricochet for sure um you know like i would like why like why all right umberto carrillo i don't need to see umberto carrillo doing the you know let's get the let's get this guy little guy come on he can do it he can beat sheamus i'd want to see sheamus versus alistair black i think that would have been a lot more fun to see that for the u.s title than seeing these guys doing the underdog story or whatever, like don't like the underdog story is done. Like, I don't need to see that. Like they're not underdogs anymore. They're, they should be at the same level. And I don't need to see that with Humberto Carrillo and Ricochet is, is even worse because Ricochet is a star and he shouldn't be doing that type of role. 
Alistair Black, you know, just didn't get that opportunity to like him versus him wrestling for titles and like him and Sheamus could put on awesome matches and stuff and just never got that opportunity. A lot of it has to do, I think, especially in the case of Braun Strowman, and I think everybody thinks that's the biggest surprise, right, is you, and I, I talked about this on multiple shows this week. I had a great time um, uh, sitting in on Outsider's Edge. Uh, we talked about it on Pod is War. I've heard Greg talk about it. And to me, it's a graph. It's two different graphs. And where do the lines intersect? And one line is your importance to the company as a whole, as a performer, and how much money you're making. And when those two cross at the highest point, there's Braun Strowman making 1.5 to 1.7 on a downside guarantee, I believe, something like that. Don't quote me on it, but that's what I'm hearing. So I would look for people. I mean, because I I said if Braun was making a half a million instead of a million and a half, you might have seen somebody else get released and not Braun Strowman. Yep. Yep. I agree. I think that's... I've heard the same type of things. Like he was making just a shit ton of money. And I mean, it sucks, but that makes a total lot of sense. You know, if he's not, if he's not in your plans, like you said, if he's not in your plans for main level push title runs and things like that, then he's going to be expendable. Like if you got, if you say, you know, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns are our future, those are our top guys. Those guys that are right under there that are making the same or more money are going to be, unfortunately, on the chopping block, and especially if you're trying to get rid of money and if you're, you know, the rumors out there of them them trying to sell, you know, where you're saving money, like, that's going to be, that's going to be the big ones. Those are going to be the ones that are going to go, which really sucks. But, again, we always talk about the opportunities that are out there, too, but go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah, before we get and speculate, because we're going to speculate on why all this is happening, right? Because this is a lot more drastic than it's been. It's 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 happened a few times this year already. In addition, uh, it sounds like there could be more to come. So let's just see what happens there. Uh, but first, I want to I want to st- all all six of these people, and Tom Phillips, all seven of these talents, are going to have a paycheck somewhere else. And by George, I hope Tom Phillips goes to AEW because they could use an announcer in the baddest possible way. I love you, JR, but your announce team is hurting your product, IMO. Uh, Even though you had a really nice pay-per-view at Double or Nothing, I got a chance to check a little bit of that out. But where do you speculate and where would you like to see any one of these talents go? Well, I would imagine that I wouldn't... (laughs) I'd be very much surprised if Lana didn't show up in AEW next to her husband Miro, um, or going nowhere, or just being nowhere, honestly. Or go back because, to like her, her old career of being like a, a yeah. actress, model, yeah. spokesperson, influencer. I, like she's gonna make money no matter. what. I gotta what. think she's gonna be comfortable wherever. Yeah, like they'd be fine. Like yeah, she could go back and do something else. She doesn't have to be in the wrestling business. She wasn't honestly that that great of a wrestler, but she had you know she has a look and and a thing and right doing stuff online or all that kind of stuff would be great for her too. And Miro, I'm sure they're all living comfortably. So I don't think, I think they'll be fine. Um, I would imagine out of this list, Braun Strowman and Aleister Black are going to be huge on AEW's radar. I mean, Braun Strowman's Uh, a big motherfucker. 
Yeah, just to, Alistair's going back to his old ring name, Tommy End, and he actually is going to get to take with him the music, the new music that he was going to have with WWE. So right. I wonder if he, I wonder if he had procured the music and they have passed it because if it's the other way around, it wouldn't have. I don't think he got to leave with it. Uh, but he said it's even better than the music he's had. It's going to be his best music. So I'm looking forward to see what happens with him. That'd be um, very about, interesting. <laughs> what about like uh, Buddy Murphy and Ruby Riot? You know. I'd love to see Ruby Riot in AEW because that women's division, as is getting maybe slightly better, could obviously use a talent like Ruby Riot. Um, I see her kind of more going to like Impact or man, if they could get like and Buddy Murphy, if they could get him in like honestly like MLW, like even if you know if they continue to work towards an agreement with WWE, he could still be in you know quote WWE's sure you know brand but just under something different but i i like i like a guy like murphy and like somewhere like mlw or something where he can shine higher than where he might get stuck in like an aew like like matt cardona you know maybe like go into you know nwa and do something in nwa you know they can do something like that where they just have a they just have more of a they'll get more tv time i think and you know have a better shot at, at shining there rather than getting lost in the shuffle somewhere in AEW or impact. But do you see anybody, you see any of them fitting into new Japan? Cause when I brought up new Japan for Braun Strowman, like a quick six months tour, all three months, six months tour, Andrew's like shitting all over it. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, obviously he only knows how to work WWE, but man, he's just a big fucking dude. He'd be like yeah. Bronzilla. <laughs> yeah. He'd just go, well, he'd be like, yeah, like Brock Lesnar going over there. Right. You know, it'd be just this mm-hmm. big dude going over. Like, I could see Aleister Black going over to the New Japan. He yeah, would fit in really Buddy well. Buddy Murphy as well. Yeah. Yeah, he would. they would fit in really well, I think. If they, if Aleister Black did a stunt or Tommy N did a stunt, uh, a stint, not a stunt, a stint <laughs> over there, uh, that would be do pretty cool. Stunts. He could, Well, he will do stunts, I'm sure, but a stint of stunts. There you go. There you go. DWA podcast number 277, a stint of stunts. <laughs> These things just write themselves, folks. Right? I'm telling you. That's how this works, man. Well, let's get into the speculation then, because there's obviously a reason for all of this. There's obviously a reason why Hunter and Steph have been selling stock. There's obviously a reason why certain people have been named to the board. There's obviously a reason Nick Khan came in, because this is what he's been good at throughout his career, is coming in and cleaning it up and making the bottom dollar. Bottom line, look better for a company as a whole. Uh, there's, what was it? Three things I brought up that this could be in my mind. One, we really want to bring up some of this NXT talent and we want to make room for it. And it's going to be cheaper to pay them on the main roster than some of these people that we had that are really high dollar. Two, they're getting ready to put out another round of stock and nothing makes your company look more appealing than the difference between your expenditures and your finances that you're getting from profits. Or three, do you think Vince is actually going to sell? Because in my mind, 5,000 years from now, Vince is still going to be alive booking WWE storylines and have 5,050 years worth of WWE storylines behind him. I think he's going to get frozen right next to Walt Disney. Ah, <laughs> him and Ted Williams' head. <laughs> and he's going to come back out, yeah, in 1,000 years, and the WWE is still going to be going. I, like, I guess never say never, right? But I feel like this is the perfect... Um, because there's no chance in hell that Vince McMahon would sell his baby to anybody and not give it to Stephanie or Shane or whatever, keep it in the family. I mean, it just seems 
absolutely crazy to to think about that 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 would even be a possibility. I think that's a very minimal percent chance that that would happen. Like I get the idea of them trying to bring up more NXT talent. That still seems crazy to me because they flush that talent down the toilet when they get on the main roster. But if he thinks about it as a cheaper alternative, then fine. Cause there's definitely plenty of great talent out there. I mean, but like, I think, I don't think we mentioned, but I think, you know, talking about potential other, you know, releases and i think keith lee was uh, was mentioned out there too which seems absolutely crazy like he didn't even get an opportunity basically on the main roster he had like two matches and disappeared so i i see that as more of the possibility that they're just trying to do that like they need to get back on the road i think you know you're just hemorrhaging money i think almost at this point probably like they're trying to hide the fact that they you know they haven't been making as much money you know, selling it to selling the stuff to Peacock, you know, probably helped them out. But like, they're generally probably not making as much money because you don't have that fan base coming in and going on travel and having all that attendance, you know, money coming in. Like, that's big. And I, I feel like that's probably part of it is like, they need to get back on the road and get some money. And right now they're, they're hurting. Well, that's happening soon. We ran down that list last week, I believe. And um, that, in my mind, is 100% the reason why Adnan Verk is no longer your play-by-play guy for Raw. I thought he was catching on. He did really good work. I reached out to him, uh, told him I enjoyed what he did and would love the opportunity to interview him. He got back to me and said, thank you. I appreciate you, but I have five jobs and four kids, so we'll see maybe down the (laughs) road. So. but, you know, I had a good, good little little back and forth with him, so I wish him the best. Did you get a chance to watch Raw? I thought Jimmy Smith just fit in immediately a little bit better because of his past experience. I didn't. I did. Well, when you check it out, I know you're going to at least run through bits and pieces of it. Give yourself a chance to listen to him, bring the show in, maybe call a match or two. Uh, I think the the production team was really happy with him. I personally would like, what do we need three guys for? Byron Saxton can call the action. Corey Graves is there. Um, obviously, you got a home run with Cole and, and, and McAfee on SmackDown, but that's that's just it. i got to say it like that now. What are you going to do? Uh, let's talk about this other potential thing that's going on. And what about, we talked about it last week, but the potential for WWE and a New Japan relationship because – a lot of this stuff that AEW is doing with New Japan, like Chris Jericho's contract is up with New Japan. It doesn't seem like AEW has been doing as much. Tony Khan cut that stupid fucking promo thinking that he was a cool guy and whatever. Um, cool guy. I don't, I don't know. I it, it could benefit WWE. Like Daniel Bryan seems to be the one brokering a WWE New Japan deal so that he can go over there and make some things happen and not leave WWE. What if Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan showed up in New Japan under the WWE banner? That'd be insane. Right, kind of a an invasion type of angle type of thing like the like WCW Scott Hall and, and Nash did. I mean well that was kind of my, my thoughts as well when they first talked about MLW doing a you know, doing a joint venture with them or whatever. I was like, Well, put Daniel Bryan over there and have him in charge sure. and run the show and be like, I'm, you yeah. know, we're taking over NXT or whatever the hell. Um they could do the same thing with New Japan. I mean, that'd be awesome. And uh, Daniel Bryan, I mean, obviously, you know, from his history and stuff working over there already, would be perfect to have them go. Oh man, them go over there and and start, you know, that kind of bringing in the talent and start that kind of like 
invasion angle or something and set up some kind of stories and they can bring the talent back and forth. And like we said, for New Japan, it's it's a win-win-win, as The Office would say, Michael Scott, because everybody fucking wins in that. And they get that exposure on the main on, uh, in North America. They get more worldwide exposure. They get, you know, more talent over there to help, you know, better their brand, which is already awesome. And oh, I had something else, too. Um, oh, and, you know, partially with some of these, you know, maybe maybe there's some tie in with some of these releases, too, because obviously they're trying to open up some money to maybe do this kind of stuff. And if, you know, these guys are still out there, if they're going to go. They could go work for New Japan. They're, again, still under the umbrella of WWE. Like, even if Aleister Black or, like I said, Buddy Murphy went to MLW or something, he'd still be, they'd still ultimately end up being under the umbrella anyway, which is, you know, again, just going to be good for everybody. Right. And that's, that's kind of, that hasn't happened yet, but we're, I would like to see it happen. Like MLW and NXT kind of on a, like a, a feeder into a feeder into the roster. I mean, you already have AEW with strong ties with impact. They've worked with a lot of heavily with the NWA women's division, obviously. So, to collaborate opens yourself up to more new storylines. And I think everybody's kind of sick and tired of the storylines. Listen, fans are back, going to be back shortly here for WWE. It's going to change things. It really is. You're going to have a better sense at who needs a push, who doesn't, who's going to be face, who's going to be heel, who's going to be a tweener. You know, you're, you're going to have a better grasp at merchandise sales as well, uh, geographically, because a lot of what happens at those shows is you're going to see – you're going to probably see the same top three from place to place to place, but like four through 10 is going to vary whether you're in LA or Dallas or New York or Chicago. Do you know what I mean? Or you're in Lincoln, fucking Nebraska. There's big differences there in the demographics, right? So I don't know. I'm interested to see what's going to happen here. I, I really don't want WWE to sell. If they did, you had to imagine that creative control would have to stay with like the board of directors or something like that. I mean, I would imagine that it would stay with them and, you know, Triple H and Stephanie would, you know, still contain some kind of control over everything, you know, because I, I just can't see, <laughs> even if, I, like you said, even after he dies or whatever, like, I still can't see him relinquishing control. Like, you're still not going to be able to rip that contract out of his hands when he's dead. Like, I just, I just can't see it. Unless it's like, yeah, like you said, it, it highly benefits them to the fact that they could still contain control of everything. I, but I just, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I would be shocked. Well, <laughs> well, folks, stay tuned to the DWI podcast. Stay tuned to ChairShot Radio Network, uh, everything at thechairshot.com, and we will keep you up to date as we go along here with all of the news. Uh, right now, I want to tell you about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Head on over there. Grab yourself a chair shot t-shirt. Make yourself look more aesthetically pleasing. Makes a great gift as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening to everything on ChairShot Radio Network. You can find yourself three new content drops every single day on all your favorite streaming platforms. In addition, you can find that all at thechairshot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the chair shot way by always using your head. We'll be right back. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Can I Can I get a whoop? Whoop. Can I get a, I don't know about that, dude. I don't know about that, dude. Can I get a yeah, brother? Yeah, brother. So I saw on Twitter. Hold on, dude. Uh, okay. Well, well yeah, let me tell you something, brother. Well done, well done, DP. <laughs> uh, the Hogan Netflix biopic, biopic, however you would like to pronounce it. I think each one is acceptable, to be honest with you. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor himself, is getting all jacked up and seems to be the one that's going to be playing Hulk Hogan. Have you been checking any of these other things out? Have you been watching the A&E biographies, DP? Have you been watching the, the new season of Dark Side of the Ring? Did you check out The Godfather on Broken Skull Sessions? I'll tell you, after we talked on the DWI podcast last week, I went forward and watched the A&E of The Ultimate Warrior, which I thought was good. Um, I was hoping, honestly, I was hoping for more. <laughs> um, most of it, I, I was like, okay, I, yeah, I know all this stuff. All right, fine. Um, it was a little fluffy. Yeah, it was definitely a little fluffy. Um, they went up and down about initially like, oh, they were going to try and make him look like the bad guy. But then no, they was like, no, they loved him. And... Would you believe me if I told you that Dark Side of the Ring had a Ultimate Warrior one the same week, and it was more of a puff piece than the A and E one. Would you believe me if I told you that? It'd be hard to figure that out. It would be hard to do. Like I know you guys that's said there I, was. That's what I heard from Andrew and Chris, and so much so that I didn't even watch the Dark Side of the Ring on the Warrior. 
I will be today. It's Friday as we record, Saturday as you listen. Last night, Jake the Snake dropped on Dark Side. I will be watching that. Ooh, Looking forward to checking that out. That could get super, super dark. And anybody who hasn't watched Charles Wright, a.k.a. The Godfather, Goodfather, comma, with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is the best interviewer in professional wrestling with such an unfair advantage, but that's your problem, not his, uh, is the Broken Skull Sessions right there this week was fucking phenomenal. So if you haven't checked that out, check that out. Awesome. Yeah, that was uh, the Godfather one was definitely on my list. I also, the day I watched the Ultimate Warrior one, the Shawn Michaels one dropped. So uh, I watched that one as well. Which was, uh, I like that one. It was decent. Um, You know, definitely talked a lot about, what's that? Bret Hart, we get Sunday. Yep, Bret Hart's coming out Sunday. Uh, Bret Hart was obviously in the Shawn Michaels one a little bit, about how they uh, truly hated each other, or at least, you know, Mm -hmm. they were not not fans of each other when they had to work together. Um, A lot of the stuff, again, if you, you know, read a lot of the stuff, you know some of the, you know, history of Shawn Michaels and Party Jannetty. And, you know, their attempt to get into WWE and being fired on the first day because of a story that went crazy uh, from the bar. And uh, so they kind of went through like a lot of the same stuff you, you kind of knew. But, um, you know, it was cool to see Shawn Michaels be able to talk about it and, you know, go through his thoughts on how he got everywhere and how he tried to make his comeback after his back injury um, and how he was just to destroy it on pills basically. Um, and you know, it was heartbreaking to use the term, uh, <laughs> but, uh, a really good story. I think I mean, most of that stuff again, I think, you know, especially, you know, UPC, you, you know, Shawn Michaels, uh, your favorite wrestler of all time. So, you know, you probably know all of the stuff that they talked about. They didn't, I don't think they would have shocked you with anything that they had in there, but I thought it was a good piece on what they did. Sure, that's one of the disadvantages of being such a long-time wrestling fan, covering it the way we do, having a little bit of an in-depth um, uh, history with the sport, is the fact that you know a lot of this stuff, because when anything comes out, you go to it and gravitate to it right away, so it's hard to keep retelling the same stories. Yeah. Uh, like I said, with the Andre thing and the Flair thing, and you know, people were surprised. They go, did you like it? I go, yeah, it was okay. And they're like, what do you mean it was okay? I go, I, I knew all of that already. Um, but you know, it's being well done. That's why I like the broken skull sessions. Personally, you get the person's actual account and they're not going to bullshit Steve. They're just not going to right? None of them will yeah. like I, Jericho came on there. Honest to God, truth uh, undertaker come on there. Honest to God, truth, right? Like I want broken skull sessions with Vince McMahon. Did they do that already? Or was that Shane McMahon? I don't think they did Vince. I don't remember Vince. I would like to see broken skull sessions with Vince McMahon. That well, would be interesting. I don't know yeah. If he would allow that. I think he would. I think he would at this point. It's, I mean, it's more real talk. I mean, he he let Jericho on there, for God's sakes. Why wouldn't he go sit in there? Right. Uh, well, there is the HBO documentary for Vince McMahon coming out, uh, Bill Simmons and The Ringer, yeah. uh, along with... No, it is Netflix. It's Bill Simmons, The Ringer, and Netflix are also doing a Vince. So. Nice. I uh, I also watched one of the... Uh, now I'm going to forget which one it was. One of the Hidden Treasures. Uh, oh, they're no, all Oh, great. I watched the one with The King. I watched the one with The they're King. Lawler great. was awesome. Check out all of them. Yeah. I saw a preview for the Undertaker one where they were going through his locker and found the original coat, his purple coat, they, his yeah. um, his phantom mask when he had the broken nose from Mabel. Like, I'm like, that's cool stuff. Like, that's kind of neat. Just 
like seeing them in like outside of their necessarily element. That's I think that's why I like the Stone Cold Sessions, or the Broken Skull Sessions, because it's like you said, it's it's more no bullshit, real talk. They're just, you know, they're not, they don't have that in front of like okay, they're in front of a camera, but not like the in front of the camera we have to tell the story a certain way type of thing. Like they're just fucking shooting the shit, you know. And like seeing these guys like Taker just like going through boxes in a fucking storage unit, like what's Undertaker. Just has this little storage unit with random shit in boxes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, yeah, they got uh, Undertaker and Kane is one. You mentioned the King, uh, Jake Roberts, Sergeant Slaughter, Mick Foley. There's, a, there's at least five different WWE treasures that they've done. And yeah. basically what they're doing is they're trying to go out and get all this lost memorabilia, these actual things from, from what they've worn at the ring and everything else. Because they're creating a WWE archives. They're going to create a Hall of Fame. I've said it before. Oh, the perfect exactly place for the Hall of Fame is down at NXT. It's a destination. You can have people that aren't already wrestling on TV and NXT wrestle matches during the day for people that come visit the Hall of Fame. It's just it's just an excellent thing that I think they should do, and I really hope it happens sooner or later that there is a brick-and-mortar Hall of Fame for WWE. I think there 100% should be. I mean, you, got this hall, you do these Hall of Fame ceremonies to put induct people into the Hall of Fame. Like, you've got... I mean, warehouse is full of all this memorabilia already. And now, like, this, I mean, it's the writing on the wall at this point now when you see that, like, oh, they're trying to collect this other stuff. Why, why the hell would they try and collect this other stuff? Who gives, you know, because they want to show it off. And you should be showing it off. You got so sure. much shit to show off that, like, guys like us would walk through and go, like, be able to go, like, holy shit, like, right there. I remember this match, you know, when this happened or whatever. Like, it'd be, it'd be awesome. It'd be really awesome. And that's the perfect place to do it. Like you've talked about a couple times already. Some of these collectors that they end up going to, these are actual fans that are just huge collectors. Some, oh, Booker T was another one that had a treasure. Uh, that was really good. Actually, that was my favorite one because they visited, they were looking for the original or one of the actual WCW uh, TV titles, the one that Booker had. Oh. And they went to this guy's house and he had a room and it was like, awesome lighting glassed out fixturing and everything in the wall and they're looking at this like in surround all these fucking titles and they're like so how many of these are replicas and he goes none <laughs> and i'm like holy shit how fucking cool there's like gotta be at least two dozen fucking actual like worn uh legit titles from all these different companies and it was just so amazing so you gotta go check that series out i think it's fucking awesome um and you know it just goes to show how popular wrestling is you're not only are you getting more companies with more avenues uh of engagement on media and television for people to consume but you're also getting shows that aren't wrestling about wrestling outside of that right, right. like a e's jumped in vice tv has jumped in not only has vice tv jumped in but they've grabbed someone to put on their network i mean all these different things are happening and you can talk all you want about ratings on television but i'll be damned if WWE didn't make $11.5 billion in television contracts despite ratings oh. being lower than they've ever been. Between the reality shows with the with the Divas and, and the Miz, Miz and all that stuff, like the Bellas, you know, when they were doing that one, like, yeah, it's 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 all over the place. Yeah, like you said, talk about what you want. It's all over the place. It's just, and it's cool. And, you know, you get to see, like, if you enjoy it, even if you maybe not necessarily enjoy it. Like if you go watch, like if you're a fan of storage wars, you know, and shit like that, like just random stuff like that. This is like, you know, generally the same thing, but it's with stars of people you really know. 
you know, which is really cool. And, um, you know, getting to, like I said, you know, getting to see these guys outside of their, you know, wrestling, necessarily wrestling persona is, is just really cool. And like learning new shit, like, I, but, you know, I watched the King one, like he's a ridiculously good drawer. Like he's an artist, Oh yes. like an well, insane artist. That's how he got in the business. Yeah. Like drawing all that he stuff. Just, he, he was, he was, uh, I, I, so this isn't like the exact story, but it's something to this, like he was such a fan of wrestling growing up that he would draw art of the wrestling and he sent it into the, mm-hmm. co- the company that he was watching and they liked it so much. They invited him down and then he wanted to get into wrestling. So he got into wrestling and he became yeah. one of the biggest wrestlers <laughs> of all time. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, it's just so cool. Like to see that stuff. And yeah. then, yeah. And you see how it goes into mainstream, like, and stuff, too. Like, you know, the, like, the Andy Kaufman bit, they talk about that, you know, when they're trying to find the, the neck brace neck or whatever. Brace. And it's like, mm-hmm. like, this is cool. You get to see that again. And it's like, oh, man, I remember that. It was so cool, so neat. And, you know, it's just, it's it's a seeing history. You know, it's just reliving some history that maybe you weren't around for or that you just can remember and just relive that nostalgia, which is kind of neat. So there you have it, folks. Broken Skull Sessions and WWE Treasure Hunters on A&E, 100% approved by the DWI Podcast. We'll be right back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks, it's the sensation that has already swept the nation. It is Greg DeMarco's favorite game show of all time. It is none other than Braun Strowman's favorites. Had to bring it back. It actually got brought up in our Chair Shot Radio DM feed. Uh, I was like, hey, that's my game, motherfuckers. Right. Uh, actually, actually, it's the Dillinator's game. It is. Uh, we're gonna shout, it. <laughs> shout out to the Dillinator. We love her. She's awesome. Uh, all right, DP. I have one for you. All right. So uh, this week, the question is, what is Braun Strowman's current WWE status? All right. I mean, oh. you can give me one word or two words. There's two oh. different answers that are acceptable. Uh, ooh, okay. Well, it's not fired. He was released. That doesn't sound right. Honestly, though, if you uh, go ahead, you go ahead and take a take a take a second to think. And I actually have uh, about thirty seconds of audio from backstage WWE when the cuts were happening. So let me play oh. that for everybody. If you can bring that music down a little bit, I will. Uh, here, here was backstage Vince McMahon while the cuts were being made uh, this this week. Screw you! You're fired. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you've heard the song Voodoo Child. I mean, you might have to adjust the lyrics this week to, well, Vince stands up next to his roster, coming down with an edge in his hand. (laughs) And Braun Strowman, you're gone. 
Ring the bell, yeah. Out with some Braun Strowman. <laughs> I want to say let go was the two-word one. Long gone. Oh, okay. I then let go, and I'm like, that might be it, but uh, I wasn't so sure. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What do you mean it's let's go? What I mean is it's a lot easier to do this show in order than it is to not do it in order. But I hope <laughs> that listened last week got what we were doing. Uh, if you haven't listened and you want to listen, I am a one of the I'm a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan, not just of his show, but his stand-up comedy, Larry David as well. And I wanted to do a backwards episode like Seinfeld did all those years ago. And it was my tribute to Jerry Seinfeld and DP and AJ were, were kind enough to play along with me as we tried to do the show backwards. So if you go back and you're interested in what I'm saying right now and you haven't listened, it's DWI podcast 276 backwards. It's spelt backwards. It looks weird as fuck. And you have to listen part three, part two, then part one. That was the way I wanted it to go. I thought it came off great. No matter what happens, it'll always be one of my favorite episodes. So last call this week is not wrestling. Last call this week is a little bit of sports. And I want to let you know that Three Man Weave is in its brand new time slot and will be staying there every Wednesday night on your favorite streaming platforms. Just look up Chairshot Radio Network. You'll see the Three Man Weave logo. We're actually recording on Wednesdays. We couldn't be any more up to date with that content. Wednesday nights, Three Man Weave, Chairshot Radio Network, and thechairshot.com. So use your head. Check that out. Myself, Chris, and Ray Cash, we try to do a great job of keeping up with everything in professional sports. We do get an assist from Chairshot Radio on Sundays from Patrick and Dave, who've been doing a great job with the NHL playoffs. DP is a gigantic sports guy. He is very knowledgeable. He is one of the favorite people I've ever had the chance to play basketball with. And uh-huh. he is a huge basketball fan himself. We are also diehard Bucks fans growing up in the city in which they play. What are your thoughts here heading into that Nets Bucks series, my friend? Well, I know based on what we talked about at the, uh, at the golf course that you're pretty confident in this one. I am not, because um, obviously the Bucks have uh, disappointed us the last two years. We lost DiVincenzo for the playoffs. I think it's really working well that we got some rest. Hopefully it's not too much, because we were kind of lighting it up. Uh, we had two, like, other than the first half of the last game, we were uh, lighting it up on the three-point line and playing some good defense. So hopefully we have a chance to... Uh, you know, keep that going, keep that momentum despite some extra time off that we've had. Obviously, the Nets are, are scary with the big three. They got Harden, they got Durant, and Kyrie. But I think, I want to say if we play our defense, we can we can beat them. Because I think our, our intangibles, our other guys, like Forbes, who's been killing it right now, and Lopez, who they don't have a big guy that can stop Lopez, uh, but we got to play that game right, and I think we will have a really good chance of winning. I think it'll be a close series. I'm hoping, obviously, that the Bucks win it. Um, but I'm optimistic 
because that is a tough trio to take down when they are playing all together. Yeah, DiVincenzo losing him does not help. That's an energy That's guy. Defensive That's defensive guy, good, man. Good, good, great rebounder for his size. He's he's shot the ball at, for the third best uh, clip on the Bucks this year. But you added guys like Tucker and Forbes and Teague, right? You still have Connaughton, and you had a guy like Portis, right? Portis so has been killing it, man. You're still nine deep there. You would have been ten with with uh, uh, with DiVincenzo, DiVincenzo but. You're going to have to have someone else maybe step up and grab a couple minutes. I think they can run nine guys, though, and be completely fine right. moving forward. I have Bucks in five I, because I don't think there's an answer for, on the inside. The Nets don't play defense. It's horrible. Like, if the Bucks can just shoot a normal percentage from three and play any lick of defense, this should be over in five. Honestly, that's my thought on it. Just because I don't think Kevin Durant understands how much Kyrie has not necessarily helped this team at times, and I don't think James Harden is all in if you asked him on loving these three guys the way they're playing right now. It's kind of mismatched. They're not they're not cohesive yet, right? I, I don't think personally. You can obviously throw guys of that talent out and they're gonna put up points against lesser teams. But when you get to this situation here, I'm not saying they're not all three great players. I think the Bucks got the edge with being together longer. Well and yeah to that point, like I think they've played 15 games in the regular season together because sure. they've been injured sure. with all their time. So they're not, that's part of the big, that is a big part of it is playing together and, and knowing each other's tendencies and knowing where people are going to be on the court and, and things like that. And that, that takes time and I'm hoping that's part of the downfall. And yeah, the lack of defense is going to be awesome. And I think, yeah, they don't have the supporting cast that the bucks do. Um, I just have to, you know, that supporting cast has to step up for the bucks and has to start hitting those shots. Yeah. Keep it up and keep it up. They, they, they did it in the first round. Bottom line to me is the three-point line. If the Bucks can shoot a decent clip and play defense outside the three-point line to a certain standard, there's no way they lose because they're going to dominate the inside. Let's stay in the Eastern Conference. The Knicks are out. The Hawks win that series. Uh, Knicks talking a lot of trash, and they go home early. <laughs> the Hawks will now take on a 76ers team where we don't know what's going on with Joel Embiid. What do you, what do you see here in the second round on the other side of the Eastern conference? That's going to be, I mean, that's going to be interesting. Obviously the health of Embiid is going to set the pace on this one. Like if he can play, I, the Sixers will kick the shit out of him. Honestly, I, I don't see, I didn't see the Hawks or Knicks beating them anyway in the second round, no matter what. I think even without Embiid, I think they could probably take it easy on Embiid, let him rest and probably still win this series comfortably. I mean, I like the Hawks and Knicks. I thought they had a great season. I thought they had, you know, they were surprising from everybody. The Hawks obviously spent a ton of money to get some uh, younger guys and build up a team, but I think they're just too, they're not ready yet, right? I don't think they're ready yet. And the, the team like the Sixers, who have just been built up and, like you said, have been playing, you know, like you said, with, you know, the Nets and, and that, they've been playing together for a while. They they were always they've been up there a couple of years in a row now, that you know Simmons and the rest of the team can handle the Hawks even without Embiid I think and if they have Embiid if he's healthy they will destroy them. Well, sound the trumpets and alert the townspeople, folks. DPP and PC Tony do not agree on something. Oh shit! <laughs> I like the Hawks. I love what they're doing. Trey Young has got that swagger, and he's the next Steph Curry man. This kid has guts. 
He goes out there and gets it done. He can pass. They have great other play- Capella. Um, who's the who's the forward? Uh, I can't remember his name. Huerta's in there. Uh, I, I see it being a really good series, to be honest with you. I, I think that even with Embiid, I think I'm taking Atlanta to win this series, to be honest with you. Wow. Wow. I'm. I. Yeah. I just. I just think they're. They're too young. They haven't been there yet and have enough experience to get past a team like the Sixers who are have been experienced and have guys that know how to play playoff basketball. And I think their well, defense will will shut down the Hawks. That's that's what I'm thinking is going to end up happening. See, the Hawks are a lot deeper than people think. John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Bojan Bogdanovic, a guy who's supposed to come to Milwaukee, great shooter down there. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Danilo Gallinari is a guy who can score. And you got Sweet Lou coming off the bench. Sweet Lou Williams, man. That's a guy who, when you need something, that's like Vinny Microwave Johnson back in the day. You know, instant <laughs> offense. So we'll see what happens. Let's slide on over to the other side. DP, as we record on Friday last night, LeBron, first bye ever bye. first round exit in the playoffs. Is that 14 and, and one? one? The first round now. Crazy. That's, I mean, I'm not necessarily shocked because the Suns have been just having a season. Uh, but. LeBron in the playoffs is you, you, it's, it's like uh, Brady in the playoffs. You never bet against him until they lose. Like sure. you might as well take the bet because odds are he's going to win it. And that was a shocker for him to lose first time losing the first round. I mean, he didn't have you know Anthony Davis got hurt. LeBron James was you know hurt at times as well. They like they're the team around them just didn't do anything, and that that's going to kill you. I mean. Again, we talk about supporting cast and stuff. Like, you still need that help. You still need guys who can shoot the ball. And LeBron has, I mean, for years, obviously, years and years and years, has carried some teams himself to playoffs and to second rounds. And then some, uh, Cavs, I'm looking at you, you know, (laughs) has done it for a while. So it's, you know, it just couldn't be done this year, which is crazy. And the other, like the first, the other stat too, which I, which I heard was amazing that this is for, this is the first time that Curry or LeBron will not be in the finals in the last 10 years, like since 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's been in almost every single one. And when he wasn't the, the, the Warriors were there. So yeah. Amazing. Um, (laughs) How do you feel about the next matchup there for the Suns and the Nuggets? I mean, that should be a really good series. If Chris Paul's healthy, I'll take the Suns. If not. If he's out a little bit or banged up, uh, the, the Nuggets have done nothing but get better since Jamal Murray went out late in the season. Finding other players that step up, other players have stepped up, and that's huge. I mean, if they had man, if they had Jamal Murray and they had these guys stepping up to play, they'd be unstoppable. Like they're crazy with Jokic, the MVP, you know, leading the charge. Like they'd be unbelievable. I think that's. I don't know how much Murray losing Murray is going to hurt him here in the second round against the Suns. Obviously, having the more depth would be nice, but those other players are stepping up. And but the Suns, man, like if like you said, Chris Paul, if he's fully healthy now, like obviously you could tell in those first couple games when he was hurt, like it just wasn't working. And thank God he got you know better enough to step up, and you saw the difference. I mean, and, and Booker, what he put up forty eight, you know, he had forty seven, he had twenty four in the first half. I and mean, kudos to the Suns coming out in L.A. regardless of the health status of LeBron and AD. They, they outscored the Lakers by 22 in the first quarter. That game was over by the end of the first quarter. The Suns wanted no part of letting the Lakers come back to Phoenix and have a chance at Game right. 7. So, good for them. Um, 
The Jazz take care of a very scrappy Memphis team. John Morant going to be a superstar, maybe he already is in this league. Look for Memphis just to get better. To me, Utah does look like the best team in the playoffs, considering that Donovan Mitchell is back and looking really good. But let's talk about the big game tonight. And as you listen, you'll already know what's happened. The home team can't win a motherfucking game. Clippers Mavericks. <laughs> like, seriously, does anybody not expect Kawhi to go to Dallas and win tonight? He, he loves it in, in Texas, apparently. <laughs> like, no matter what stadium he's playing in Texas, he lights it up. Like, it's insane. I, you know, it's one of those. That's just, you, you can't figure it out. The, the away teams are winning them all. Um, I definitely, I, I can't, I, this is, this is the matchup that's been just awesome to see because Kawhi is, you know, that team is awesome. And uh, Luca Legend is just growing by the, by the matchup. Every time you see him is just awesome to watch. And, I'm rooting for the Clippers. I like Luca. I think he's just amazing watching him play out there. But I don't see I, I I see this one going seven. Like I same thing. I see cause Kawhi coming out and trumping him this this time, and then the next game is gonna be who the hell knows. Uh but it's just been it's one of those fun series to watch when you see them just going back and forth and having, you know, game after game between these two going at it. Well, folks, just continue to listen to Three Man Weave. Continue to check us out here at DWI Podcast. I'm sure we'll be bringing up different sports as well. Um, yeah, fun show today. Shout out to AJ. Hopefully he's having fun out on assignment. You can follow him at PhenomenalAJB on the Twitter. You can obviously follow this show at Podcast DWI on the Twitter and at Facebook. Facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. One last thing I want to go over here real quick. Chair Shot Radio Network, been kicking some ass. Uh, just want to let you know what you're getting. You know, you got Bandwagon Nerds. You got Three Man Weave. You got Five Rounds Podcast with Mags talking about everything UFC, MMA. Uh, him, him and his son, Carlos. Babyface Heel Podcast. We know Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd, Miranda Morales doing a great job there. A, a, a change in attitude. A new podcast from Mags from Darren Kirkby about looking back later at the attitude era, which I think a lot of people are going to enjoy. Obviously a winner is you our awesome video game podcast, the hashtag Miranda show. You can check that out. Always a good time. Tons of other things going on. Outsiders edge. Of course, I got to get good chance to sit down with uh, Kyle, the Dr. S'mores this week and mags and, and go over some stuff there. Him, Ray and Carl do a great job over there. So Continue to listen to ChairShot Radio Network. Continue to go to thechairshot.com, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. DP, let everybody know where they can find you. Well, you mentioned a winner is you. You can follow that at a winner is you on Twitter and on Facebook. That's the letter U, a winner is you. And you can follow me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at it's me, DPP. That's right, folks. You can find me at PC Tunny on Twitter and Facebook. And make sure you're going over and following at Chairshot Media everywhere and heading to thechairshot.com. Well, we did it again. Episode 277. We thank you for tuning in. And you've been listening to another edition of the podcast known as D-W-R. So Braun Strowman can go to AEW and they can recycle the no more BS that they did with the big show. Ugh.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.